middle-aged. Outlaws. Middle-aged. Outlaws. middle-aged head nodding going on there <laughs> welcome to episode 54 of the middle-aged outlaws podcast uh, today we'll be discussing backlash 2005 as we continue on our journey of watching edge flourish from a from a seed to a r-rated flower <laughs> that sounded about right adam yeah couldn't have put it better myself and spoiler alert for anyone who's never seen backlash 2005 it's quite rubbish. <laughs> After what was a great WrestleMania 21. Yeah. And kind of just do like, okay, let's just do some rematches like they tend to do with these backlashes. But this was a raw exclusive pay-per-view, um, which meant we, we only had half of the card. We had no wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, no Cena, um, no... But, I mean, there's a lot of good stars on this card, but, yeah, we can get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me take you back, Adam, shall we? Shall we Shall we kick off? Okay. 1st of May 2005. Um, some albums released round about then. Demon Days by Gorillaz. Oh. Uh, B by Common. Uh, With Teeth by Nine Inch Nails. Out of Exile by Audio Slave. Some good albums. Yeah. Uh, some singles. Uh, Feel Good Ink by Gorillaz. Diamonds from Sierra Leone by Kanye West. Axel F by Crazy Frog. I know you'd be bumping that. This this uh, was all 05. Right. Oh, man. Best of You by Foo Fighters. Lose Control by Missy Elliott. All released in May 2005. Wow. Um, here's some things that happened round about then as well. This one, I can hear the groaning before I say it. A 17-year-old Lionel Messi scores his first senior league goal for Barcelona against Albacete. Oh, no. <laughs> one of my the first ever YouTube video was posted. Oh. Uh, what else we got? The final episode of Everybody Loves Raymond aired for the very for the very first time. Nine seasons. It's messed up in my head that those things are happening at the same time. That's bad enough. That just seems really weird. Everybody Loves Raymond's probably still on Channel 4 <laughs> every yeah. morning before you go to school or work. So, yeah. uh, Heidi Klum hit the jackpot. She married Seal. Um, so yeah, these are some things that were going on round about this time. Take you back, yeah, but kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm just working in literally the same building so as I was then. So you know, what's really changed? I've got some movies actually. I could give you some movies, okay, as well that were released round about this time. Uh, certainly, May two thousand and five, Kingdom of Heaven, directed by Ridley Scott. Never seen it. You seen it? Yeah, I, I have. And? 
yeah, it's, it's a good film. Oh, it gets a thumbs up. Fudge on films certified. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. No, that's not your oh, bag. Yeah. Uh, crash. Not that crash. The <laughs> Oscar one. Okay. Uh, House of Wax. Oh. Classic. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Starred nice. Mar- Martin Morgan Freeman, I was going to say. <laughs> Martin Freeman starred. And um, Unleashed, an action thriller starring Jet Li and Bob Hoskins. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. And that takes us nicely on to your favourite bit. Let's talk about what would have been Top of the Pops around about that time. So UK number one. I could now, help you right off the bat. Go on. Sorry. Are we, on. like, how long ago was the last pay-per-view? As in, when did we last record? Or when? when what, what, like, what's the gap between the okay. show we did yes. to this one? So, Sunday 3rd of April was WrestleMania 21. 1st of May 2005 is Backlash. So, it's not four that weeks. Long. Right. Is it still the way to Amarillo? Yes. 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 <laughs> That's the one bit it that makes it. this kind of thing easier going in this order. Because <laughs> it's always worth a gamble. What about US number one? Oh, no. <laughs> that could be anything. I can't it's remember. It's still the same. I can't remember what it was the last. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, I do. You had to give me clues. Mm-hmm. It was a ra- it was candy shop. Yes, by uh, fifty cent. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. There we go. And well, we've decided we're, that we're not going to do Judgment Day, but that's in the same month as well. So mm. you, yeah. you could have just you, like, you could have been three in a row. Wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, UK box office and the US box office number one for this week were the same film and I've already mentioned it Which, like I absolutely would believe that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy would be the UK number one mm-hmm. would it have been number one in the US that just seems less likely apparently <laughs> yeah, so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm going for it. Obviously, you've nailed it. That's I mean, that's a full sweep. A bit of help with the you've said it already, but you know that you, you named three or four films. Yeah, N- nailed it. I, I went to see that at the cinema. Did you? Yeah, I, I, it was it. one of my favourite books. I was a big fan, big fan wow. of the book. There yeah. you go. And did it live up to expectations? Wasn't as good as the book, but it was a good film. Nice. Yeah. Well played. But you can, thanks. You can, you can shine that crown. Thanks for the um, assist. Okay. So, last week or last time we recorded, we agreed that if we were casting Backlash 2005, we were going to try and cast it as an episode of Friends, which could be titled The One with the Lashed Back. <laughs> could it? Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, they, they uh, went with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so who who have you cast? And then we right. can take it from there. Okay, so I, I've cast Triple H. Mm-hmm. I've cast Batista. Yes. I tried Ric Flair. I, I was struggling a wee bit with Flair. Okay. Um, I cast Edge. 
Benoit, Hogan, Michaels, Kane. Wow. I, I, I wrote one down for Viscera. Um, oh and uh, yeah, for some reason, I have also cast Jericho, but not his opponent. Poor Shelton. I, I know, I know. I feel bad about that now. Okay, so I've got. I try. I could not get a JR. Yeah. No matter how hard I tried. So I've got the same. I've got Triple H, Batista, Hogan, and Michaels, Muhammad Hassan, Davari, Edge, and Benoit. So why don't you do hit us with Jericho, Viscera, and Kane? Right, Jericho, Jericho first. Okay. Okay. Do you remember there was an episode? I've leaned on guest stars quite a bit. Okay, there, I like this. There was an episode. Um, where Rachel had this boyfriend and he was like, you know, all nicey nice in front of everyone else and then a bit like mental when, when uh, sorry, in front of Rachel and a bit mental when speaking to other people. And it was played by Ben Stiller. Amazing. So that is his, his, his I can't remember his name, but I've just got memories of him like screaming at people in a cinema and stuff like that for yeah. sitting in the seats and stuff and shouting at an old couple and things like that. So yeah, I went for that for Jericho. Okay, ben I like Stella. that. I like that. Okay. Hey, what about Kane and this? Kane, I don't, I don't know why, but I just see something in terms of Gunther with Kane. Now he's not got the height. He's definitely missing the height. He's got the bald head, and he mm -hmm. kind of there was some in facial there that was just driving me. To I could that. see that. I could see that. And he's oh, he's in the storyline with Lita, where she's supposed to be his wife. And we all know that she's actually playing him and she's going to end up with Edge. So could have that kind of unrequited love mm. type thing that he had for Rachel. Yeah, nice, I'll give you that. Gunther like that. Who have you got for Viscera? I took what felt like an easy way out. He's nothing like him. <laughs> and yeah, I've gone for Danny DeVito as the male stripper. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Love that. Class. Uh, okay, who's next up the card? Edge v Benoit, is it? Edge Benoit, yeah. Okay, who'd you go? Right, so I'll do Benoit first. Mm -hmm. I've gone for, I think his name in the show is Frank Jr. He is, have you got the same? Yes. Yeah, so it's Giovanni Rubisi. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually think he looks a bit like him, mm -hmm. like facially. And, uh, you know, we've we've seen maybe more in other films, but the kind of characters Giovanni Rubisi can play. Um, yeah, there's some in Benoit there. There's in the intensity, I, I thought. I mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, yep. Edge. Right. This one. What's this guy's name? Right. Do you remember when Chandler moved out and Joey got a new roommate? <laughs> And he had his fish, and he was a wee bit funny about his fish. His like name was Eddie. Eddie, yeah. He got an actor called Adam Goldberg, and he got really intense about that. Like, you come in here, you steal my fish, or kill my fish. I can't remember what it was. It just seemed to fly off the handle at a moment's notice. So, yeah, that, that's who I've gone for for that. That is brilliant. He is Edge. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. That's brilliant. I, I went Chandler for Edge, just because he can be funny, but also a little crazy. I like your one. I like Eddie. That's class. Even sounds like Edge. Um, who who have we, have you got? Muhammad Hassan Davari. I don't. I don't have those okay. two. Well, I chuck them in. 
Yeah, go for it. Um, for Mohammed Hassan, I went with Janice. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she's loud and annoying. <laughs> and for uh, Davari, I have cast Estelle, Joy's agent. Simply oh. because she's little, like a little mouthpiece type character, a bit like. Yeah, I forgot about Estelle. There you go. Uh, you've got Hogan Michaels. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like I was struggling a little a little bit with Hogan. I I ended up going for uh, Richard Burke, Tom Selleck. Um, yeah, it just it, it felt like the obvious choice. The tash. The tash. Yeah. Me too. Yep, yeah, I did the exact same. Now, I I want you to say your Michaels. Cause... Wait, what What if when, you know how Hogan does the twirling his hand round and puts it uh-huh. to his ear? Yep. Maybe when Richard Burke's looking in people's eyes, he does that with his hand and then does a sort of magnifying glass type. Uh, it, yeah, that'd work. I'm sure it doesn't really I... travel on the podcast medium, but I am doing it and <laughs> Adam does not seem to be reacting to my Sorry. gesticulation. Sorry. For Shawn Michaels... Um, I have picked Rachel Green, um, fashion icon. She thinks she's cute. She knows she's sexy, <laughs> just like the Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, and I, I like stole that. that. I stole that from AI, and I asked AI to cast this pay per view before I did my own, and I didn't take them all. I only took Michaels, but interestingly, I wouldn't be too worried about the AI apocalypse. Because it tried to cast Kane <laughs> using Marcel the monkey. <laughs> Why? It says Marcel is physically imposing, much like Kane. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, who have you got for Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels, I went Matt LeBlanc, Joey Tribbiani. Just uh, feels like he's having a laugh and not taking things very seriously right now. Just breezing by. That's that's good. That's good. You've put a lot of thought in it this week. I'm, I've, I'm... I've tried, yeah. I really... Well, what I, I did was I didn't wait until the last minute this time. I actually did it while I was watching the show, which turns nice. out is way easier. Ah. Yeah. How, how many episodes of Friends you watched this in the last two weeks? Hmm. Not many. Oh, right, okay. You've not binge-watched Friends no. to try and get a hand on a no. character. Uh, who you got for Big Dave, the champion? Big Dave, uh, I went for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Amazing. Um, who, who guest-starred uh, in the episode where I think Rachel and Monica were kind of fighting over his affections. Mm-hmm. And he's just the big muscle-bound guy. Uh, I think, you know, Dave probably turned out to be a far better actor, but, you know, uh, it kind of wow. worked. It's quite a... They're both in kickboxer films as well. Mm, yeah, there you go. Uh, I I picked um, Pete, who was Monica's boyfriend. Uh, who who played him again? The guy from the film. Uh, him and Vince Vaughn were in it. Oh, Swingers! Um, Is it called uh, Swingers? Aye. Yeah, John John Favreau. Yes, that's yeah. who I've went for. They both do jujitsu. Yeah, he, he was a legit tough guy. Well. He, he fought in the UFC, uh-huh. um, and he has yeah in the show he has he's trying to be a UFC fighter. He's like mm-hmm. some millionaire who's trying to be a UFC fighter. Yeah. Not that I'm saying Batista fought in the UFC, but he did he did do MMA. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Who have you got for Triple H? Yeah, I struggled a wee bit with this one, and I've ended up going for David Schwimmer, Ross Geller, 
and if what I've written down must have been what was going through my mind at the time, was he's <laughs> pretending he's keeping it all together on the surface, but the cracks are really starting to appear. Oh, that is <laughs> chef's kiss. That's beautiful. I could I could picture Triple H saying, "Who wants fajitas?" <laughs> uh. That's good. I like that. I went I went with Monica, obsessive, determined, aggressive. Yep, all those things. I get that. And um, oh, you you had a Ric Flair. I struggled with Flair. I've just written. You know those episodes where Phoebe's totally losing her mind? It's Lisa Kudrow for Ric Flair. Ah, oh, nice. I can see that too. Yep. I could see him, woo, in, in between verses of Smelly Cat. <laughs> uh, for Jerry Lawler, I have picked the Sofa King, who was um, dating Phoebe in one of those episodes, but he was like this really sleazy guy. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name, but I remember the <laughs> character you're talking about. Yeah. So there nice. you go. Is that everyone? That's it. We've we've definitely gone through everyone I've got. Yep. Okay. Well played. Nice. That was fun. Yeah. Um, our next pay-per-view will be Vengeance 2005. What would you like us to cast that as? I don't know why, but the first thing that went into my mind was the Scream franchise. Love so, it. So, yeah. No idea where it came from. It just popped into my mind. Okay, is Eugene on the pay-per-view? Oh, no. <laughs> Deputy Dewey? Oh, no. Really oh, no, that's, that's a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, scream, <laughs> because that'll just get offensive. Yeah. Still, okay. still would be the same. Anyway, yep. Awesome. I like that. Ooh, is David Arquette in the crowd? That was weird him being in the crowd at WrestleMania 21 next to Linda Hogan, eh? Yeah, do, very Do you weird. remember? Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was trying to put my mind back to what would obviously WCW had been gone. I couldn't remember when he'd had his little moment in WCW. It was near the end, wasn't it? Must have been 2000, aye. Yeah. Aye. But yeah, it seemed strange. Indeed. Well, on that... On that, as we discuss a former champion of the of the big gold, big holder of the big gold, let's get on to talking about the show on which big gold is on. Yeah. Backlash 2005. Uh, shall we just kick off? Yeah. Chris Jericho versus Shelton Benjamin yes. for the Intercontinental title. It starts decent, much like this pay-per-view, starts decent and <laughs> finishes. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're both fans of Shelton yep. we're both fans of Jericho yep. did you enjoy the match? I thought it was okay um, like I, I I thought you know they were telling they were telling a story about how the rivalry was getting personal um, and I, I think I kind of forgot in my mind that they did have Shelton Benjamin at this level for mm. a while you know he was IC level and I think a few times hinting at maybe threatening to go further, but I don't know when you just put something on in the moment, uh, kind of out with storyline. I don't know if I ever think of him as being kind of at that level, but he's like he's so athletic, he's brilliant in the ring. Uh, but they're telling the story about how the the rivalries got personal, 
um, between the two. You're uh, buying that? Nah. <laughs> nah. They're both baby faces as well. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's some decent move sets. Uh, you've got like yeah, Jericho's athletic to a good extent as well. Um, they, they they come up with some good combinations and things like that. And I thought when I first saw them come out, and maybe by the sounds of it, like you, when they first started out, the first few moves and stuff like that, I thought this is going to be one of these really fast-paced, intense matches. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of fizzled out a wee bit. It did a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the sort of fast-paced would have to come from Benjamin. Um, Jericho is athletic as he is. He's not. He's not like a like a Rey Mysterio Guerrero yeah. type. Yeah. Um, aye, same as you. I think there were some good wee bits back and forth, but I think I, I think I maybe hyped up what this possibly could have been in my head, and it didn't. Yeah, didn't do it. Um, yeah, I like Benjamin as Intercontinental Champion. I think he's. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think he fits that level. Yeah, um, they could have done my mouthpiece. Eh? Stick somebody yeah. with them. Looking back, it looks really obvious. I I know when they first came in, uh, he would have been with Charlie Haas, and they would have been aligned with Kurt Angle. Angle, um, yeah. And probably in that environment, I try to remember probably Paul Heyman at times dipping in and out of of that mm-hmm. situation, speaking for them. Uh, but yeah, once he's on his own. There's your, I think, perfect example of a guy that could have used a, almost like an old school manager type. You know, there aren't, there weren't that many of them around for quite a while. But, you know, your guys like Paul Heyman uh, that that are still about just to speak for him. Um, yeah. I think could have maybe got him to to the next level. Yeah, totally agree. And and years and years forward, they did the heart business with uh, Benjamin, and he was part of that with. MVP, Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander, and that was a really good gimmick, but it only really seemed to um, go for a little while, and then mm-hmm. um, they took them and split them up and basically used it as a, a a point for Lashley to get over as champion, but it's mm-hmm. a shame. Yeah. Do like Shelton. Um, where should we go? Should we take it right to the finish? Yeah, yeah, let's let's go. I think I think they're trying to tell a story here of Jericho, like coming up short in big, big matches, yes. getting himself frustrated. Um, it's a nice ending. We get what do we get? We get Jericho going for the walls. Yeah, and and Benjamin almost like arching his back and and pulling himself all the way over. Flips. Mm-hmm. Flips Jericho over. Jericho reverses it. Benjamin reverses it again. It gets one, two, three. So it's kind of one of those that came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if the whole aim of the story with Jericho of him, you know, coming up short in the big matches, like you mentioned, was designed to try and, you know, really get him over as a babyface, and you know, the belief that he'll get his win at some point because. They were both baby faces, but the crowd did start really getting behind Jericho, which I think mm-hmm. is what they'd hoped and planned and intended to do. Um, as long as they have a payoff at some point, I think that's all well and good. I think he turns heel. Okay. I think he turns heel. I think they, I think they keep going with this um, because the night after they do a gold rush tournament to decide who's the number one contender, and Edge beats Jericho in that. Okay. Hits okay. him with the suitcase and 
beats him, and again Jericho's left like beating the mat and yeah, uh, feeling sorry for himself. So I think they're going that way. Yeah, they did that whole thing of some guy trying to interview Jericho when he's distraught after just failing to win. It was it took me right back to Mean Gene with Dean Malenko. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know who this interview guy was. He just was trying to get in Jericho's. He wasn't quite as damning as uh, as uh, Mean Gene, um, but yeah, kind of played into the story. I think was that was it Todd Pettengill? I didn't think so. Was it not? Was it another guy? Okay, cool. So we're backstage with the coach. He's with Edge, and <laughs> I've written in my notes that Edge appears to have turned his personality up to eleven. It's almost too much for me. He's going like he's all teeth and facial expressions and shouting. Yeah, was, I, do I, you I agree with that? Was, I did think it was too much. I think it's it it takes me out of it. I'm a bit mm-hmm. like, uh, come on. <laughs> I think it, that it, a lot of time with his facial expressions, it's his eyes, I think. They go massive. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we we talked at um, WrestleMania how, like, Roman Reigns is, like, an education in how to use your facial expressions in a match. Yeah. Um, I think Edge has maybe always been a little bit over the top with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and still is. Uh, but, yeah, I, the the promo, I don't know. Summon, summon a little bit more sinister in its uh, sort of calm, cool delivery probably would have worked better for me. Like a Jake, Jake Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Not many people have that, to be fair. But yeah, something just a bit more measured. Something I didn't like was at the end of what he says, he says, you can bank on it. Yeah. And I've written down, is that a new catchphrase? And then I watched the Raw the following oh, night, no. and he said it again. Oh, no. So it was. Oh, whose idea was this journey? You We're just going to realise we hate Edge. You can't make the money in the bank your whole personality. <laughs> no. And it doesn't fit, you know, I don't know, with the character they seem to be trying to create, saying something like that doesn't really fit either. So, no. Because it's like, is he losing his mind a little bit? Is he crazy? I don't think I'm getting that. Mm. Is he calculated and um, opportunistic? Yes, but he's also like tugging his hair out of his head yeah. and stuff. It's all yeah. a bit. Just pick a lane. Aye. Yeah. Um, I think he'll find it, and I think as we find our way, maybe beyond SummerSlam, mm-hmm. I think he'll find it. But um, so nice to see him blossoming into the <laughs> non. Yeah, he's he's just coming off. He's just coming on to the bypass and now he needs to find okay. where he's yeah. going. Let's so we're giving that. him the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, talking of nah, I kind of trans I kind of transition that. Um next up is a tag team turmoil match for the WWE tag team titles. And uh, it is now that we realise why, I think I said this the last one, um why the tag team titles weren't on the line at WrestleMania. Because there's some god-awful tag teams in this match. Some god-awful wrestling. And just just pretty much a waste of everybody's time. Have you ever before or since heard of the heartthrobs? Nah, but I like their energy. <laughs> I liked... Well, uh, in, uh, uh, there were definitely times when I liked Tajiri. 
Uh-huh. There were definitely times when I've liked Regal. Um, I always I'm... thought they were a strange team, but you know, I, I'm not against it. But yeah, I feel but like the heart... they worked backstage and all that. But I, I don't know if mm-hmm. I liked them as a tag team if that worked. Yeah, they're very they're very different. But I suppose that can work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, these heartthrob guys. They were like, what's that guy called from Jackass that used to play the beat and he used to strip? Boom. Oh boom, yeah, boom, I can never remember boom, which boom, which boom. guy's which, but yeah, I remember that. There were two of them. Yeah. This is apparently their only only ever pay per view appearance. I'm not surprised. Shocking. Um, so we start out with the champions. Wait, does that normally happen in a in this sort of gauntlet? It terminal. felt harsh, because surely you would think logically if you can't decide on a clear, obvious number one contender, you make all the other teams fight it through, and then whoever's left standing gets the, the shot at the champions. But no, the champions seem to have to defend right from the start. seemed harsh. harsh. Yeah. So Regal and Tajiri start out with the heartthrobs. Um, yeah, I've, I've says these heartthrob guys are... Aw- oh, no, I've says they aren't awful. Oh. I don't think they were that horrendous in the ring. You're a big fan. Oh. Mm. Um, Regal and Tajiri get the pin, which brings out Simon Dean and Maven. What was it? What was it being referred to as the Simon system? Yes. So, yeah. Is he like so a that, fitness guru type thing or something? Seemed to be. Now, I think I might have been watching some of the TV shows at this time, yes. and I do not remember. Oh, really? <laughs> don't remember Simon Dean. Don't remember the Simon system or anything about it. Maven's a funny one because I don't really all I remember of Maven is tough enough Undertaker and that kind of being it but yeah. if you go back to Rumble this year he's he's taken on Shelton Benjamin for the Intercontinental belt oh. and here he is weird aligning himself with the Simon system but they're, they're basically in and out Regal, yeah. Regal knocks out Simon Dean and that's it um, next time we get Lara's Stones, I th- I want to say it's Rob Conway and which one was it Sylvia and Grenier? Yeah, I think so. Yep. And Rene Dupree was on SmackDown, I think. But I think they were all in the same yeah thing together, weren't they? Yeah. Um, Rob Conway. So Lara's Stones is like a French, um, they're like a French leaning tag team or whatever. But Rob Conway is like French Canadian or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite funny. Um, and Rene Dupree used to come out with a poodle. Oh, that rings a bell. <laughs> and he did that dance thing from side yes. to side. Yes. Yes. What a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> the box of gimmicks is uh, definitely in force at this point when you see that Simon <laughs> Dean and the heartthrobs. Oh. Uh, yeah, this is where I've wrote my, in my. My notes are now I see why the tag titles weren't defended at WrestleMania. Uh, Conway gets a roll up on Regal, I think. Yeah. Maybe pulling at the tights. Yeah. Um, this ensures that we will be getting new champions. And finally, into the match, we get the Hurricane and Rosie. Uh, were they accompanied by anyone? Or did they have like Molly Holly or anything with them? No. I don't think they did. No, no. I think it was just the two of them. Stacey Keebler was with them at one point, and she sure. also was wearing a superhero costume. Yes, that Hall of wasn't Famer. here. Yeah, no, that wasn't okay. Here. No. Um, yeah, Rosie and the Hurricane. Uh, I like Shane Helms, I've said this before. Yeah, 
Yeah, me too. And and you know, for a while, I don't think I minded this gimmick on him. Um, it was silly, and it. I'm sure he had like. I think he got a win against the Rock or someone like that. Yeah, he, he, he did. did something like that. But um, I I didn't feel like it was worth sticking with or adding to. I totally agree. <laughs> Yeah. I've got a horrible feeling poor Rosie at a point was wearing like a top with SHIT written on it for superhero <laughs> in training. Um... Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what the the Nikki the Nikki Ash thing was? You know she had a do you know Maybe. Nikki Crosses? You know, yeah. you know when she was dressing and she was called Nikki Ash, almost superhero or something. Yeah, maybe a tribute of some kind. Nikki shit. Class. What did they do to Rosie? What did they do to deserve this? So, he, do you think they had like a a drawer? They they did like um, what do you call it? Rock paper scissors, and one of them got to be Omega, and the other one got to dress up in their jammies. Because that sucks. Yeah. They were such like a intimidating team. Like, uh-huh. cause remember, it wasn't that they're obviously massive guys, but the way they used to move as well oh, was amazing. like terrifying. Even a warning, tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I've got my notes here. Look what they've got this poor bugger wearing. <laughs> um, I think we've got our answer as to why Regal and Tajiri came out first because they obviously wanted to get the belts onto these two, mm-hmm. but not not, not via win it against yeah. Yeah. Aye, so so the hurricane gets a splash off of Rosie's shoulders, which looked like it could have went terribly wrong mm-hmm. um, for the win. One, two, three, new tag champs, crowd goes mild. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, the crowd were probably quite into it, actually. I, I know, you know, tag titles seemed for decades like they weren't a massive deal in WWE they tended to just use teams to launch one guy and things like that but yeah if this is I kind of feel like if this is what they had you know then we're it's yeah it does make sense that your belt isn't on Wrestlemania because how are you going to build interest in a match I think they must have had two sets of tag title belts on the go Mm. as well because obviously Eddie and Ray were tag champions weren't they yeah, and I know, you know, at times through brand splits, they have done things like have all your tag teams on one show, and I kind of get the logic of doing stuff like that. Um, keep one tag division strong. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one didn't feel strong. Nah. Uh, next up is our boy Edge. He's taken on Chris Benoit in a last man standing match. We get We get a little video package which shows that things have escalated between the two after the Money in the Bank match, we speculated last time, would this be off the back of mm-hmm. Benoit almost winning the Money in the Bank and um, Edge taking him out with the chair? It looks like things boiled over over the, the sort of four weeks that have uh, been in between the two shows and they've mm-hmm. had multiple different brawls and matches. Yeah. Um, I still feel like you need more to warrant a last man standing match. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I, I can understand them having a match. I think your your story's there for them to have a match. I think your logic in terms of where I'm fairly sure they decided, you know, way before Money in the Bank, where they're going to go with Edge. 
they, they, they see him as a top guy. They want to put yeah. a belt on him. I yeah. totally get how Benoit would be a logical stop along the way. Um, he's totally believable in the could be fighting for the world title. Nobody would bat an eyelid. Um, he is, uh, you know, this sort of legitimate ass kicker um, feel to his character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only what a year removed from being world champion himself yeah, uh, yeah. less than a year so yeah um i think putting him with benoit makes sense maybe the fact i hadn't watched the tv from mania to here maybe they covered a lot of it why it escalated or stuff like that but it does like i think we always grew up with the view that you're you have your normal match and then another normal match and then you've got something a cage match a last man standard match a, a, you know put put an ending to the rivalry with that kind of match yep yeah, yeah 100% um so going to say that and just maybe should wait till the end but last man standard match generally i do i don't think i like the, the that type of match with this match, they felt like they were doing stuff to each other, and then it was like a lull. Yeah, they're they're tough. I've I've heard different views on like different match types. Like some people don't like submission matches because they like the one, two, three, you know, yeah. finale. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you can still get that with a submission. You know, guy starts frantically tapping the mat mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you can have or passes out i think you can you can get a kind of big reaction from that kind of thing but yeah it, it always felt like uh all right i guess he's not done enough yet so what are we waiting Let's what will in reality more. be about 30 seconds <laughs> for the ref to get to eight or nine before he's up um yeah a bit underwhelming yes. they feel like uh, uh, that's a that's a good way of putting it what are your thoughts on jr saying that this is going to be legal Physical abuse. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the wording. Um, <laughs> like, I did, I did actually come into this thinking this is going to be really physical, and then I think Jr. said that just like seconds after I'd said it. I thought, oh. Did you scream, "By God"? <laughs> um, I, I had issues with this match. So, like, see if you stand back and you look on paper. Like I said, he beat Jer- Edge, beat Jericho the night before, so he's won the Money in Bank. Money in the bank against a bunch of high-profile mm-hmm. um, former champions or whatever at WrestleMania. Then he's beat Benoit the next pay-per-view in a last-man-standing match. Then he's beat Jericho the night before. So we're peppering, we're building him up like perfectly. He's he's the guy that's got the briefcase. So at this point in time, we're thinking he's potentially going to be one of our next champions. So we're building him up well if you look at it on paper, but. This is a last man standing match. They're using all sorts in this match. There's ladders. Uh, I don't know if there's tables, but there's trash cans. And Edge wins this match by using a brick, but the brick is hidden. And even then, when it's unveiled that he's used the brick, it's kind of a bit like, like well, that's fine because it's a last man standing match. Yeah. It, yeah. it comes across as odd because you're, you're kind of... I don't know. I think some of the commentary as well with the storytelling, they're a bit like, he's gone too far, that's too much, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And yeah, I suppose, you know, hitting a guy in the head with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in everyday life, yes, you've, you've gone too far. But um, <laughs> yeah, it feels like he was 
I don't know, were they trying to tell the story of how sneaky he's willing to be and how, you know, ruthless? I, I, I kind of, I felt like I lost, lost the trail of where they were trying to go a little bit. I would have loved them to have had, like, <clears throat> Edge hit a spear, hit another spear. Benoit's down, but he won't give up. So eventually he gets to his feet, and as soon as he does, Edge wipes him out with another spear. Because you're building the guy up to be a top, a top guy, mm-hmm. make him look strong against yeah. someone who is so over as a top talent. Just you know, give him the win in a, I think, equally ruthless type way, um, but actually just you know using his talent. Yeah, yeah, speed him and pick him up and prop him up and speed him again. Mm-hmm. Pick yeah, him up and stuff prop like that. Yeah, so yeah. that you're not going through this monotonous ten count. Over. Hebner was taking forever with these counts. Jo- Jerry Lawler starts really complaining about it. He's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, could have counted to hundred and stuff like that. He gets, starts getting really annoying. Because yeah, that's funny. You see this on paper and you think Ben Wedge, cool, should be a decent wrestling match. Last man standing, okay, it should be probably quite brutal, but yeah, it's not really a very good match, is it? Nah, and I didn't know, because I couldn't think of them, like, one-on-one anyway, having an awful lot of matches between the two of them. And maybe the chemistry just wasn't quite there mm-hmm. as it was with some of the group uh, yeah. around around that, that time. I was obviously grumpy because I was like, Oh, now he's bringing a ladder out. How's he going? How is that going to help him win a last man standing match? But then I say, well, he could trap him inside. (laughs) It's just still a bit. (laughs) Stop trying to look for justification and real, real world things. There were a few little things I liked. I quite liked the edges. uh, Benoit um, German suplexes edge off the the ladder. Um, That was cool. And. there were a few, it felt like as well, there were quite a lot of suplexes in this. Um, Benoit going for his, I don't like thinking about this kind of thing now, but going for the diving headbutt, but moving. Um, that that I, kind I of thing. I don't like him toppling off that ladder the way he does with that yeah, diving headbutt. It's horrible. How can you possibly properly, because whenever he's up that high, he just kind of falls. He doesn't uh-huh. jump. But then I, I assume it just doesn't have the sure footing to allow you to jump off it, but the way he falls off it, it's, it's not... It doesn't look good. I, I don't like it. That's, that's how I get into bed at night. I've, I've got a wee ladder that's in my bed. <laughs> just stand up and fall forward. Mm. Sleep on my own. Nice. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there's a... Sorry, I, I, hold on. You're, you're pointing out good stuff. Go on. You're putting out good stuff. Uh, He's lost it now. Nah, yeah, I've got quite a few bad things written that I don't know if I want to talk about. There was a point where Hebner started counting. I pressed the little plus 10 button to go forward 10 seconds and he was at six. (laughs) Yeah, so so Lawler was right. The the ref was just, you know. Cheating bastard. That's what he is. Maybe it was Dave Hebner. Oh, maybe. I never even the thought evil of that. One. <laughs> there's, a, there's a point where um, I think Benoit hits uh, five Germans back to back. Wow. Um, which just Lesnar-esque. seems so... 
like physically impressive. Like, I, I, I don't know how you're doing that. But then they ruin it by having one of these tinfoil trash can lids banging off everything. <laughs> I like how Edge, after he hit him with a brick, he dropped it out the ring so that it landed on the steps so everybody could hear the thud. So yeah. It was a legit brick. Yeah, I assumed that was deliberate. Yeah. He then went back and banged it a few times after the match as well. <laughs> to be fair, Benoit sold the whole, like, I'm properly knocked out. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Edge eventually gets the win via brick, bricking. Yeah. Um, and I have put thank Christ, Edge wins. Uh, okay. Oh no, it's gonna get worse. We're going backstage. We're with husband and wife, apparently, yeah. Kane and Lita. Um, I've said there seems to be some sort of romance going on, and then they kiss for ages. Mm-hmm. Why do they kiss for that long? I don't know, but they also seem to be trying to put in everyone's mind an image of Big Daddy V and Trish at it. Because Lita <laughs> seems baffled about how this could physically work. You see, what I thought they were going for here was Lita was kind of like, yeah, can you imagine Trish with them? And she'd be doing this and she would, and she was kind of almost getting lost in like thinking about it and then Kane kind of brought her back. <laughs> I thought that was she did actually. She did get a wee bit carried away. He, he kind of <laughs> had to stop her. Yeah, uh, but that that uh, I just didn't need that to be honest. Nah, and talking of not needing things, we go back to the ring, <sighs> and we've got Jerry Lawler uh, with the microphone. He introduces the Raw Divas. Um, it, it must be exhausting being a, a diva and having to just like flounce about whenever on, on command they all come like skipping out oh. um, and Lawler's doing his usual pervy routine um, this gets interrupted by Chris Masters, the masterpiece um, and I assume he's been doing this on various different shows coming out and yeah. uh, he's saying I'll offer somebody money if they can break is it called the master lock? the master lock aye yep. um, and he, he he offers someone in the crowd who is a lady but is like clearly quite muscular um, and built and he's saying some rather offensive remarks about the way that this lady looks yeah do you think he, is he is he trying are they hold on is he, did did oh god hold on <laughs> did he think it's a man that he's calling into the ring and then he realizes she's a woman when she takes her hat uh, off i don't know <laughs> he's calling her sir but then he's saying miss yeah, that... I I kind of thought he was supposed to be saying sir the whole way, and he'd kind of lost his. Uh, ah, right, know. okay. Yeah. Just to be a dick. So, so yeah, he's offering people in the crowd money if they can break the the master lock. All quite like sort of expected nonsense. What I did not expect was the way that he ragged older. Yeah. I just thought he was going to put the lock on, and she was to try and get out of it. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. throwing her about like an empty shell suit. That's unbelievable behaviour. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, clearly a plant and the person knows it's coming. But yeah, it was uh, 
quite aggressive. That lady was, I don't know who she is, but she is, she was Sabu's valet for a while. Okay. And okay. squeeze. Squeeze. Her. Okay. Yeah. Talking is squeeze. Here's Viscera no. backstage with Trish. And correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. Men are often accused of getting the wrong idea if a, if a lady's saying something to them, potentially taking it the wrong way. Um, but I think Trish seems to be suggesting that Viss will be getting some if he beats Kane. That is very much the suggestion, yeah. So why does he say to her that he's looking forward to some bed and bre- Does he say bed and breakfast or does he say buffet? I don't know. I didn't write this that. This is his favourite part of staying over. Is he either says the breakfast or the buffet, but he's doing it and he's like staring at her like a. <sighs> oh god! So, if Fisher yeah. wins, he gets to. That's the have, implication. Have a sleepover yep. at Trish's house. Yep. Okay. I mean. High stakes for the Kane versus Viscera match. Forget your money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to our next match. And like, see, see, Kane versus Viscera just sounds like absolute nonsense, doesn't it? It sounds like a four-minute, if you're lucky, yeah. Yeah. raw match. But like, if it's got build to it, and like, I, I, I could watch it and enjoy it. I think. And and we always say the same about Kane. He's he, you know, he's a you can fit him in any sort of, fit him anywhere across the card. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Jr. says as as Viscera's coming out. Viscera is a man on a mission tonight. Mm. That's some yeah. sick bars. Uh, Jr. Jr. knows. Jr. knows. Unfortunately, the fans are also shouting, "Let's go, Mabel." Chanting Let's yeah. Go Mabel at one point. Yeah. Uh, I blame JR for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't shake those things off too easily, unfortunately. <laughs> Indeed. Um what did you think of the match? In very commas, the merch. Yeah, I I mean that I thought it was pretty shit. Um, oh. Yeah. I I I I genuinely didn't know who I thought was going to win. Um, if that that counts for anything, um, yeah, high stakes, a bit like yeah. Big Show versus Akibono. <laughs> yeah, you've, <laughs> you've obviously got a bit of interference from Trish and Lita on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. Although I couldn't help but think for Trish, high stakes. But is this not a bit of a lose lose situation for her? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was getting confused. I was kind of thinking, wait, who gets what? If who does what? Because this doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> she really wants Viscera to beat Kane, but it's to annoy Lita. Yeah. And is that worth, yes. you know, the buffy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All you can eat. But <laughs> <laughs> looks a big Viss, he can eat a lot. Yep. 
He at one point, uh, Kane is down and Lita gets in the ring, and Viss corners her. Oh no! And yeah. he is flicking his that, tongue at her. That was terrifying. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, he no, seems that... to have quite some sort of strange-looking forked tongue or something. Yeah, that was horrendous. Um, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, Viscera does a good sit-down powerbomb. He does, yeah, yeah. It only got him a two. I know, impressive from I Kane. That was it. Kicking yeah. out. Um, so... As he is flicking his tongue at Lita in the corner, uh, he turns around and eats a big boot from Kane. Kane, you cannot call that a choke slam. He pushes him to the floor via yeah. his throat. Yeah, uh, I think they, one, two, they obviously knew because the way the camera, you know, quite often you'll pan out for your big choke slam and all that, but stayed quite close <laughs> because obviously they're thinking he's, he's not getting off the ground. So, yeah, have to make it look as real as possible. So um, Trish is unhappy with the loss. Yeah, just to, just a note to say, Trish is women's champion at this point, mm-hmm. and we thought that this was more interesting than her defending her belt, obviously. But Trish gets in the ring and berates Big Daddy V. She says she was never, he was never going to get a slice of this. Mm-hmm. I've said here in my notes that he appears to mouth at her, "You're mine." Um, anyway, he's not having any. He picks her up and dislocates her spine by the looks of things. He's ragdolling her like he's trying to shake her for money. Yep. Um, and then he splashes her. Yeah. And then he does a little hip thrust type type thing. Um, a little gyration. Um, yeah. Do you remember in the middle of a rumble where he humps someone? <laughs> no. I thought it was that Daniel Pewter, but it's, I don't think it is. But there's a in the middle of a Royal rumble, somebody's getting punished for something. It's when he's Big Daddy V and he just, somebody takes like a bunch of finishers and then Big Daddy V just lies on top of him and humps him. Maybe it was. Daniel Pudor, because they did that at the, that Rumble, didn't they? The Rumble before Mania. Yeah, like Guerrero and Benoit and all that. Just yeah, everyone kind of got their move in. thick on them. Hardcore Holly as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember, but I, this was horrendous. Kane versus Viscera. Not needed, but yeah. This just seems just... one of those cl- cl- typical Vince things that you would think was hilarious. Eh? I mean, I'm assuming Lita's maybe not healed up enough to have the match, because remember she'd missed, was it WrestleMania she missed with, she had a mm-hmm. crutch and all that, but just, you know, do some promos against each other on TV or something, just keep it rolling until you can have the match, don't do not do this. They obviously had no women that they thought, uh, well they had Christy mm-hmm. Hemi at WrestleMania and that was really poor, so mm-hmm. they obviously had nobody else that they thought could have put on a match, which is a shame. Uh, and then... This pay-per-view just gets better and better. We appear to go to some footage from a house show <laughs> because the next match is Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels versus Muhammad Hassan and Davari. Now, you can look at this two different ways. This is either they had really big plans for Muhammad Hassan 
and putting him in a in the ring with two legends like Shawn Michaels is massive. Mm-hmm. Or like I say, it's like house show affair, and they're just mm-hmm. trying to get a cheap pop and have them have them just beat the hell out of the pair of them. What, yeah. what, which one do you think it is? I, I, I don't think they know. I, I wonder if right at the start they thought, ah, oh, Hassan, we're going to make him this, you know, modern day, few steps further, Sergeant Slaughter Sergeant type Slaughter, yeah. Um yeah. And then they've maybe got nervous about it, got a bit twitchy about it, and decided, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put him in with a real American hero and another legend and just bury him. Because he, this isn't the end for him, is it? He no. Is it Undertaker? Did he face Undertaker later in the yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, like, how much heat could you have got had he done something horrendous to Hogan or something like that? Amazing. But yeah, I don't know. They they just. I I genuinely I could see this as being they had like a three-month plan and it was torn up and like, no, he'll just get his ass kicked by Hogan Mm. and Michaels. Such a weird pairing, Hogan and Michaels. Yeah, really, like, they have Michaels all the way through this. There was so much about this match that just didn't work for me. I just thought it was terrible. But about everything about this. But I think every fan who sees Hogan and Michaels, looks at it as a bit of an uncomfortable dynamic. It doesn't come across a natural pairing. And Michaels is playing this, oh, I'm delighted to be here with Hogan. I'm delighted he's my partner. And I was waiting for something. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Because I know what's coming later in the year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but it, it, it didn't happen. It's weird. I just look further down. Uh, into when's that June, and we get Kurt Angles versus Kurt Angles, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels too. Okay, so we don't. Yeah, I hundred percent like I could see the super kick coming from mm. Michaels after they'd done all the real American yeah. stuff in the ring. Yeah. It never, it never and, came. Yeah, just so I disappointed. I a thousand percent do not buy Shawn Michaels going like, please Hulk Hogan, tag with me. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I'd, I'd thought, will it be like a miscommunication in the match and somebody gets struck by the other? And they go on and win the match, but then, you know, there's some in bubbling uh, under. But there was, yeah, there was nothing. nothing. Maybe, maybe Shawn Michaels hates fat guys with tattoos. Are you confused by that comment? Yeah. At the end of the match, this is where we're going, a house show affair. At the end of the match, Hogan brings some fat guy for the crowd. Oh, yes. Who's got a shocking Hogan tattoo cover on his back, takes his yeah. T-shirt off, and he's doing the whole posing stuff with him. Mm-hmm. See, maybe that is what Jink, uh, Michaels has been stood there like, yeah, this has gone too far now. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get through this in a dignified way, but as soon as I get backstage, I'm having a word. He's yeah. image conscious, he's the heartbreak kid, he's mm. sexy and cute. <laughs> that gentleman. Yeah, I mean, so obviously they've, they've known, unless he's shown that mid-match, they've obviously known about this guy and, you know, had a plan to bring him in the ring. But, I don't know, he looked a wee bit shocked to me when his top was ripped off. <laughs> they did it so aggressively, yeah. why did they need to do that? <laughs> They're like, 
It's like when they stripped Sami Zayn of his bloodline shirt. It was just all a bit aggressive. I I assume Hogan here as well is too messed up to do the leg drop. Aye, because there's no Aye. leg drop, and I was it's... I was waiting for it. I think after the uh, street chin music, I thought oh, there's going to be a leg drop now. And... Yeah, his back must have been too, too messed up, like you say. Uh, yeah, what's the point in this? The, the, Terrible. And I was thinking Michaels is going to be, you know, Mike, they're going to do the traditional where a guy gets cornered and isolated. Mm-hmm. You can't do that to Shawn Michaels and Hogan's not going to do that. No. Yes, yeah. they involved a steel pipe. But that Davari guy was like half the size of Hogan, mm-hmm. quite literally. Yeah. It might be seen, it's maybe better if they had Hassan team up with somebody else, but I don't know. I don't maybe, think it would have Do you been. think if you're a Hulk Hogan fan, like a big Hulk Hogan fan, and you're in the stadium, maybe this is amazing? Oh, of course, games. I think yeah. so. I. Yeah. It didn't. I think that's a bit, that could possibly be the only people that really enjoyed it. People that was there and get mm-hmm. to do, you know, get involved in the whole Hogan yeah. stuff, Hulkamania. Um, Hogan and Michaels get the win I think via Sweet Chin yeah. music like you said um, yeah I've got my notes there they get some fat guy with a Hogan tattoo in the ring I'm waiting for Michaels to super kick him doesn't happen <laughs> disappointing <laughs> I wonder how we get to SummerSlam it's not for the title or nothing is it no. no, although does he have another title run, Hogan? In fact, I think when he did, nah, it's maybe nah. been and gone now. Ah, I think that was after yeah. 18. Yeah. That they okay. did that. Good. He beat Triple H, didn't he? Yeah, beat Triple H and then I think lost it to, did he lose it to Undertaker, maybe? And then oh, somewhere fuck. along the, the way, I think Brock Lesnar mowed him down, or mows him down. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Weird. But they're they're very much going for this one more match thing, which I thought was Christian's gimmick. Mm. Mm. Talking a witch, yes, eh? the highlight of the show. Oh, damn it! I went too early. Not for the first time in my life. Oh. Uh, we go backstage yeah. with Harley the uh, Triple H, and <laughs> he's turned the aggressiveness up to eleven as well. Um, this is uh, uh, this is where I get my cynical hat on, right? So, is Randy Orton doing the RKO at this point? I think so. I must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've seen Undertaker. Yeah. So suddenly, you know, the RKO can be hit out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. it's seen as the great equaliser for yeah. any match. Hey, guess what Triple H is saying? <laughs> the pedigree. It's the great equaliser. Yeah. As soon as, if he hits that out of nowhere. He could beat Batista. Yeah, did you probably, make that correlation? I didn't, but hearing it now, he probably yeah. Triple H probably heard Orton say it a few times. Like, I like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it. It's Good luck, kid. Now. Find another phrase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. But then we go back to Christian, and his music hits, and the crowd pop, legit pop. Yep. Um, it's a travesty he's not on the card fighting, but here comes Captain Charisma with Tom Coe, um, and he decides to come out, and they obviously enjoyed the little 
rap stuff that he did with Cena at the Royal Rumble, and uh, they seem to be teasing Christian and Cena quite a lot. I don't seem to remember around about this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he mentions quite a few in his rapping, but he yeah, does. there's there's definitely a bit of a focus there on Cena. Um, he mentions Batista, Triple H, Flair, JBL, and Cena, um, and that's it. I think the he, he uh, gives the mic to Tom Cruise, supposed to say something, and he just kind of he's a quiet guy, isn't he? It's his, Tom Cruise, his... I think, knows he can't follow that as well. Well, that's fair. That's fair. The following night, Christian gets beat in the very first round of the Gold Rush tournament, and Flair walks up to him and does a sort of coke-fueled rap in his face and shouts woo. And that's just disrespectful. That's it. That's Christian right. goes, "I hate that guy." He's just left staring at him. <laughs> I was actually watching this thinking, did Christian get put in like the main event title picture here? Because, you know, he's, he's calling out all the big names, but nah, they're just going to send him right back down. So, well, Vengeance, it's, he's, he's fighting for a title. Vengeance. Is he going to win? Uh, no, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Oh. As a... Roman Reigns might used to say for one pay-per-view. Right. <laughs> Batista Triple H2 for the World Heavyweight Championship. Triple H has used his rematch clause and he's he's saying that if he hits the pedigree, doesn't matter what Big Dave does to him, hits the pedigree and it'll be over. Despite hitting the pedigree in the WrestleMania match and not winning. Surely yeah. there's enough storyline between them that this that is not the only thread of a story that they need. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind the... Like, there's points where he's talking about he had one good night and stuff like that. that and I he's like talking that. about the fact, you know, Triple H has been here before. He's won it loads of times. Batista had one good night. I thought that was a good logical mm-hmm. way to go. Yep. Is it doing, like, Triple H acting very entitled and it's his yeah. world title and they obviously did that when Orton won it and he took it straight off him yeah um, sort of thing so yeah uh, what did you think of the match overall did you think that this one was better or the Wrestlemania 21 match was better uh, I'm not sure I think I I uh, I think I forgot that this match existed because the next match they have is the one that I remember honestly uh, was it yeah and I remember, you know, obviously he got crowned at WrestleMania, which is a big deal. I think, um, I think with Batista, your move set's pretty limited, and you have to <laughs> lean on a lot of selling by the opponent and some, you know, flair shenanigans, which you're going to see uh, through the match up to a certain point. But you know, he's he's kind of doing, you know, a power slam. Uh, Spinebuster. Uh, it's 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 just pretty limited, and I, I like the story. Like I always liked the story of Evolution and the the split, and you know, right up to the WrestleMania match mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, yeah. But um, he never conveyed an awful lot of emotion, Batista. Like I I thought he was better <laughs> in the build up than he was after the event. Um, yeah, yeah. Which which is kind of a shame because I don't think you got the opportunity to really capitalise on it um yeah I thought all right now i'm gonna go off on a bit of a, a side 
mission here, but just bear with me. Mm-hmm. If anybody listening has got a lot of money, a lot of money, because you're going to need a lot of money, millions, we're talking, I would like... Now, like you can trust me and Adam. We're, we are we are expert creators of media, right? And if you've got money to back us, we're going to go to whoever owns the rights to the Back to the Future franchise, okay? And we're going to buy the rights to that. And then we're going to make a Back to the Future 4, right? And we're going to go back to before Batista gets like his main event run. Mm-hmm. And Adam's going to sneak in. I'll I'll drive a car. I'll be Doc. You can be Marty. Right? Okay. We don't have to be called that. I could be called Rock. Yes. And you <laughs> could be called Arty. Okay. Yep. Right? Yep. You're going to sneak in to like a raw taping or something like that. And you're going to bump into Batista. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, oh, Dave, I love you. You're my, you're my favorite wrestler. And he's going to be like, oh, what's my favorite move that you do? And you can say, Adekin, whatever you would say, spine bus or whatever. And then say to him, I don't like it when you shake the ropes. Nobody oh. likes it when you shake the ropes. Yeah, I I have got in my notes, why does he do the ultimate warrior thing? Like, yeah, I, I never understood any point in any of it. Of my story of my Back to the Future pitch, or why he does the ropes? Why, why he does the ropes? Why he does? All right, okay. So you run away. Yep. Give him food for thought when he's driving down the road with Hunter and Ric Flair and whoever else was in Evolution, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Hey guys, somebody came up to me today and said, don't shake the ropes.' What do you?" But Triple H just tell him to do it anyway because he's yeah. trying. He'll be trying to get. They don't know what they're talking about. Where am I going with this? I'm getting away off track. But anyway, it's just when you said about emotion. It doesn't show emotion in the ring, and I was laughing because, you know, it's the perfect ultimate warrior. All of it. All Mm -hmm. of the presentation, the animal, the energy, the thumbs up. But it's not thumbs up, it's shaking. Mm Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of, you know, fairly decent comparisons. Don't shake the ropes. Yeah. I think do something, but don't shake the ropes. You know, th- this guy became a, a, a proper Hollywood star as an actor. You know, maybe, maybe he just hadn't found it at this point. Um, maybe it just took a bit of time. Maybe he has studied and learned his acting craft. Certainly and, seems that way. Yeah. But I just, I feel like there could have been some in more. Just some in, just some in more. If you, if we did buy the rights, what would you go back and change in wrestling? Apart from Dave Batista shaking the ropes. There'd be too much to change. But you mm-hmm. can only change one. I, I, I would have, I would save Owen Hart. Wow. Wow. I don't know how. Like catch him. I don't I don't think I could do that physically. But maybe okay. maybe like just something. Like Some just go of... go up there and be like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Get down. Oh now. my god. Got a bad feeling, Owen. Got a bad feeling. That's good. That's good. 
that's good. I like that. I mean, well it's a wee bit selfish because I, I always think about the matches we could have had with Owen Hart around, and I could have enjoyed. The least. No, yeah. that's really unselfish. <laughs> Selfless. I was going to say like, I don't know, something stupid. Maybe have Doink the Clown win Money in the Bank or something. <laughs> you like open it up and there'll be like water come out of it or something like that one time and another time they start pulling little flags out of it. I, mean, I wonder how people would react to that. It'd be really funny. Remember when Brock had it as like a ghetto blaster for a while? Yeah. Uh, uh... Yeah, I like, I like Save Owen. That's better than telling Batista not to shake the ropes. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's all worked out fine for Batista in the long run. He's fine. He's done okay. He has. He has. This is true. Um, throughout my notes, I started on Big Dave, moved to Batista, and then started referring to him as Batty Goal. <laughs> Batty Goal? Batistuta. Batistuta, aye. I don't okay. know where that okay. came from. Um, there's a weird bit in this match. I think we get two different ref bumps. But I think Hebs goes down, or is it Kyoto? Kyoto goes down, and another guy comes in, Jack Doan maybe? Jack Doan, yeah. And Triple H just leathers him between the legs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I think think because... Batista's started overpowering him again, hasn't he? So he's just trying. He's just thinking, I'm about to lose the match. So, it's, uh, yeah. so I'm just right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair going out of business for himself and just smacking Kyoto about all over the place, yeah. trying to wake him up. Horrendous. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think this was a very good match, and people reckon that Batista had his best matches with Triple H as well. Yeah, I think you know. I just, yeah, it didn't grab me. I thought the Mania one was okay. Mm-hmm. I worry if I'm too fondly remembering the next one. I suppose we'll find out. Okay. Just, I, I'm sure I really like the finish. We'll see. Okay. <sighs> yeah, tri- Triple H is is really putting over Batista, I suppose. He's, he's kind of terrified of him. He's doing everything he can to try and win. Mm-hmm. Um, out with the rules, uh, but there's no answer for the Batista bomb, and, and Batista retains, and that's it. That's the end of the pay per view. It's really poor, wasn't it? Oh, it's a terrible show. <laughs> like, like it, yeah. It I have to hope that the next one's a lot better. <sighs> so, the next pay per view in calendar order would be Judgment Day 2005, which is a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. And despite saying that we weren't going to skip them because Edge isn't on them, we've decided that we're going to skip it. Yeah. Um, That's simply because it looks like sewer water. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can see Kurt Angle's on it, but I don't think one name is enough for me. It also gets beat by Booker T. Shall I, shall I quickly run through the matches and the results? Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, tag team title match between the champions M&M. Oh, I remember M&M. Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro with Melina. 
they defeat a strange pairing of Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly. That's a very strange pairing. Uh, Carlito, Caribbean Cool, defeats The Big Show in four right. minutes. Yep. That sounds cool. Uh, Paul London, the WWE Cruiserweight Champion, defeats Chavo Guerrero. Uh, Booker T with Charmel defeats Kurt Angle. I assume due to Shawn Michaels' interference, so, uh, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, WWE United States title match between champion Orlando Jordan and Heidenreich. Oh, no, no. Not Heidenreich. Four minutes. Heidenreich is the face in that match. Um, and from what I have read online, he is reciting poetry before the match. Mm. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio go 18 minutes. Uh, one, two, three and three quarter stars that match gets. Mysterio wins again. Guerrero still unable to beat Mysterio. And an I quit match for the WWE Heavyweight title, John Cena versus JBL. John Cena wins four and a quarter stars that match gets. Oh, that's quite impressive. So, no edge, and we decided against it, because I am, I'll be damned if I'm sitting through Orlando Jordan versus Heidenreich. (laughs) I'm sorry. Even though it's only four minutes. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, we're going straight to Vengeance, which seems to be uh, seems to be both. Does it? Does it look like it's Raw and SmackDown, or does it just look like it's got Kurt Angle on it, and the rest are, are Raw? No, Carlito's Carlito. on it as well. Yeah. Don't know how they've done it, but... Okay. We've got Carlito versus Shelton for the Intercontinental title. Amazing. Yeah. Carlito was champion there. I liked Carlito. Aye. Aye, definitely. I think I think he was getting up there in the kind of upper mid card as well mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, I think he was maybe. I was it no something like. He definitely was in contention for intercontinental. Well, obviously, he's intercontinental champion. I think maybe he wasn't considered the hardest working guy in the world, and I don't know if that's to do with him not sticking around that that long. But yeah, I like. Have him. you ever you ever seen that video with him where? Somebody had says to him that his gimmick was like a Razor Ramon ripoff, and he was like, "What are you talking about? That's nonsense." And they said to him to watch, you know, those um, the promos they did for Razor Ramon, where he's like walking about a market, uh-huh. and I think Razor Ramon, in his very first promo, grabs an apple and bites and spits it at someone, and then Carlito said when he watched it, he realised that it's an ab- it's like a a take for take. <laughs> carbon copy of his first one. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, singles match, Victoria versus Christy Hemi. Okay. Kane versus Edge. And Lita appears to be with Edge at this point. Um, so we've obviously okay. transitioned her away from her husband to her real life. Um, whatever. Cut uh, Angle versus Shawn Michaels 2. Rejoice. We've got some that'll be up there with Kane and Viscera. Oh yeah. Uh, WWE heavyweight title triple threat match, John Cena champion versus Chris Jericho versus Christian. Okay. 
I expected more. I expected a more visceral reaction from you, but I've got a horrible feeling that Christian isn't going to get the win. God damn it! And Hell in a Cell World Heavyweight Title Match: Batista versus Triple H. Okay, I've I've I've, I've mentioned too many times that I'm fairly positive about that one. I've now got the fear that I've oversold <laughs> it. <sighs> Is that the blow off? It will be. I think so. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a good card. I've I've went to pick that multiple times before. Um, okay. So it does look good. I should say that between Judgment Day and Vengeance is ECW One Night Stand. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. If you would like to hear us talk about ECW One Night Stand, we talked about it on episode forty-four. Uh, which is a great pay-per-view, and if you've never seen that, definitely worth a watch. A lot of good fun. Absolutely. On that one. Um, yeah, so, Vengeance. Looking forward to that one. Obviously, you're... Do you think you've watched it? Yes, of course, because you're saying that about Batista Triple H. Do you remember any of the other matches? No. No. Okay. Again, I may not have watched it since it was on, uh, which is always good, because... Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like watching it for the first time. So, hmm. yeah, enthusiastic for that. I can't, I can't. Other than that title match, I can't remember the outcome of the other matches either, which is also nice. good. Right. Um, I've, I've still just got this horrible nagging feeling they're going to screw Christian, but we'll see. What do you like? If we're being objective, will you see Christian? put in that position where he's coming out between those matches and he's on this pay-per-view directly before the main event. Yep. And he's calling out the champion on both brands plus the other main eventers. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you think that they were planning on doing something or, or, or not? Is that comedic relief? Is that like Elias coming out and playing a song? Maybe it interrupted? is. Vivian is like that because you know I was just always a fan of the guy, but I've always heard the stories that Vince, Vince did not like the look of him. He hated his face. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I I I don't believe Vince would have seen him at the levels when when you think it would be years and years after that he got his world title run. See, he, he basically stepped in when Edge had to retire. Um, twelve or something had a program with Randy Orton, which I think was actually really good from from memory. Um, but I think that maybe Vince felt like the situation with Edge propelled Christian into that because you know he was there for his final match and the embrace in the ring and all that. Um, after he's had to do his retirement, um, that maybe maybe that was the moment that put him in the spot. Because it's pretty clear Vince viewed. Edge as the Shawn Michaels from that mm. team, mm. Um, but yeah, he, he got his run eventually. I think he was maybe one of these guys that they'd looked at and thought he'll get a decent match out of folk, and we can kind of put him anywhere on the card. Yeah, a bit like an X Pack was. Yeah, they used, they used to think he was the uh, the yardstick if they can mm -hmm. hang with him. Yeah, yeah. I thought he got a good crowd reaction there. I think he's. Mm -hmm. It did, then, and it, it hints at them wanting to do something with him. But again, you're right; it could be 
just all the writers chuckling in the back and Vince laughing his, his head off at that. You put him you put him in a ring with Triple H or Batista and you don't you don't think like he could beat him. No, he probably wouldn't be allowed a single offensive move. <laughs> he had a, he had a title match against Kurt Angle and TNA, which I've still never watched, which I mm. and I think like by the watch. time he was He'd gone away to TNA and come back, hadn't he, when he became WWE champion. Yeah. And maybe the, you know, they quite often say you, you kind of need to go away and make a name for yourself to, to elevate yourself yeah. at that time. Yeah. So maybe that helped him as well. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong, I don't believe for a second Vince is sitting there watching TNA shows and going, that guy used to work for me. He's their <laughs> champion. But, uh, <laughs> but maybe, you know, the some of the others saying to him, yeah, he's, he's been a champion, he's been the top guy at this other company, you know, give him a, give him a chance. Mm. Mm. Oh well. Yeah. I'm quite looking forward to that. Okay, cool. Right. We shall be casting Vengeance 2005 as a Scream film. Yes. Get that thinking cap on. Not a scary movie film. <laughs> yeah, important. It's quite easy to confuse the two these days. I have actually once put the wrong one on like oh, on wow. Netflix or something like that and wanted to watch Scream and clicked Scary Movie and, and then it was like pretty quickly realised no, this isn't what I was looking for right now. <laughs> Class. There's a lot of Scream films now. I think I've only seen three. I've seen, so there was a fourth one which I wasn't a big fan of and there was no, did I maybe think the fourth one was better than the third? I'm, I've got it in my mind. I maybe thought the fourth was better than the third. But okay. I'm sure the sixth was the sixth one. Just yeah. Th- so there, there was one came out about two years ago, and there's another one due. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I'm catching up to do before I can cast this show. I mean, quite a lot of it. Not meaning to be any spoilers, but you know, some of the key cast are kind of you know, they just continue through them. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to cast Christy Hemi, uh, or I'm going to cast Drew Barrymore as um, Christy Hemi. Okay, I'm just, that now. okay, that's 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 fine. Right try, uh, I'm going to have to cast Jamie Kennedy as someone. It's yes. just a case of who. Plenty Carli- to work Carlito. <laughs> right, excellent, nice one. We shall speak in two weeks. Until then, keep it cool. If you're eating apples at work, don't spit them at people. <laughs> it's nasty. Oh, I wish I could promise that. <laughs> okay, okay. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>